right, huddle up, huddle up. We're gonna crank these engines up on one, on one. All right. What did he? What did he set? Drivers, start your engines. This is the finish line. I approached a great offensive lineman in the past. Larry Little, Dwight Stevenson, Jim Langer, all Hall of Famers, and Richmond Webb belongs in that same group. Here are your hosts, legendary Miami Dolphins left tackle Richmond Webb, Reason, and Mr. Ballgame. What is good, Fin Nation? What's good? It's your boy Reason, and we're back here for yet another episode of the Finish Line, part of the Believe Podcast Network. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Reason, joined by the Triple OG, Mr. Ballgame, and of course, the legendary, deserves a gold jacket before old Zachy boy, Richmond Webb. Gentlemen, it was... I mean, we broke down the all 22 yesterday. It was tough at times. I will tell you. Um, it was just an overall tough, tough, tough weekend to get a 40 burger put on top of you by the New York Jets of all people, five of those rushing touchdowns. And really it was 1917. And Jason Sanders couldn't convert a 50 yard, four yard field goal. Hey, we, we you know, it, it, it just, we were in the game until we weren't in the game. It was just a rough, rough weekend. And guys, Back-to-back weeks now, we have felt the pain of no victory Monday. So, like every week, I ask you, gentlemen, how art thou feeling? Uh, good evening, gentlemen. I'm good. Um, like you said, it's always tough when you lose to, to the Jets. Um, but I think bigger than that is, you know, the injuries that, you know, happened, you know, Teddy first play of the game, you know, no one was expecting that. And then um, Teron Armstead got hurt. Um, yeah. We were already without X and Jones. So Tua was out. So it was just, you know, I think I put a tweet out, like, when it rains, it pours. So, um, I mean, I don't think it could have got any worse than it got. But um, I think Skylar came in and did a – I thought he did a pretty exceptional job, you know, being a third-string quarterback coming in. Compete mm-hmm. running the offense, and um, which sure, I'm yeah. sure he got limited reps. I'm sure Teddy took majority of the reps during the, um, yeah, and uh, getting ready for the game, and then to lose him on the first play. So, I, I don't know if everybody understands what kind of position that man was in, but you don't get a chance to, to get the timing and stuff. Most of your reps are mental reps, so um, hats mm-hmm. off to him, but I think, uh, um, defensively, we just got to play a little bit better. I think even if we have to go with Skyler this weekend, I don't know that um, you can't expect a guy to go up and put 40 points. I mean, that's almost like unreal. That's tough on a starter. So for a guy to be third string. So defensively, we got some things we need to get fixed. And I know if we can get our starting corners back and 
start getting people healthy, that'll be good. But uh, like you say, we're three and two. It is what it is. And, you know, we got to keep going. So ain't no need to cry over spilled milk. But uh, other than that, I'm good. How you doing, Mr. Ball Game? I'm all good, brother. I think um, these, type of, these, these type of weeks really put you, for me, I mean, it gives me an opportunity to reflect on a lot of different things. And I I was optimistic that maybe five and one, four and two would be what we land after this first six because these are some really, you know, there's some heavy hitters in the, in the midst of this process. You know, we take, I think a lot of times I do it just because of my disdain for the Jets, but, you know, they've done, and I have to give them credit, they've done an amazing job of bringing in a lot of young talent. And um, it's tough to go out season after season and keep beating on someone. So to their credit, you know, they decided to take advantage of the fact that we did come in there limping and wounded and they didn't let up. They did what they were supposed to do. They went out and took everything that we had and then kept pounding on us until we broke, you know, and it is what it is. That's football. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Every show of you ball game. Broke backs out here. I forgot we're in the old, you know, I forgot we're in the new era. Right now. You know, I'll be forgetting, you know. But bro, uh, hey, you hey, you were you were hey, you were relevant in the Cameron era, and we can't say what he used to say back then because it's 2022, 2022 now. But we all yeah. know what Cam used to say. For me, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just click that. Yeah, for me, I think it's I think it's most important right now to just remember that you know where we are is not where we will remain. I don't believe. Um, I think you know the the health bug hit us early. I don't think it'll be around late. This old one, um, yeah. This the the middle stretch of the season, I think, is where we can gain some momentum. I mean, we talked about this um, in great detail earlier in the preseason, and you know, looking at situation as it lies right now, coming out of this. With all of the injuries that we've had thus far, three and three is probably a blessing. Could have been worse. Um, it does put into play that those six on the back end are a little bit more important. So we got to at least come out of those four and two, five and one, hopefully, and then um, play the game for um, field position and for you know playoff seating. But you know, no one will. You know, we just take it one week at a time. So to Skyler. I don't hold anything against Skyler. I think Skyler went out and did the best he could as a third, you know, as a third stringer. Um, There's not a coach on the planet, man, that I know of. And in all my years of coaching football and thinking about all the games I've been around, you you just can't plan for what happened to Teddy. And unfortunately, it just happened to be that it happened to us. And that's why I'm, you know, like all these people that propped Skyler Thompson up there as QB1 or on Tua's level or – or whatever, or starting all these debates about two and Skyler, right. you know, it was clear and evident, not only was Skyler not ready, but now look at the hate some that Skyler's getting from some of our fan base. People are, you know, they're calling him a noodle arm without realizing what Richmond said. He's getting mental reps. He's not getting live reps with Tyreek and them to get their timing down. You got, right. that's when you get your timing down with these guys. He hasn't worked with the ones like that to get your timing down with these, with these guys. And everyone's just ripping on him. And, he was just put, held 
on this unfair pedestal based off preseason play where guys we've seen the la- last year. Remember my whole mantra was send it to win it because Reed sin it looked good in the preseason. Okay. Like let's all relax. Yeah, you know what I mean? He, yeah, most of the guys he played against are stopping shells and, and lows yeah. are on the lookout for ball game, walking through their home Depot doors. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like that, and I kept stressing when everyone is goo goo gaga over. I said, "Man, I love the kids' potential in this system, yeah. but let's relax right now." I mean, right. the guy was out here slaughtering third, fourth, and never could, never was, and never will be. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's just what it is. And now people put him on that unfair pedestal. People bought some people naive people because we know there's a big naive. Por- there's always been a naive portion of our fan base, right. and that's with every fan base and every sport and they bought into it. And now some people are throwing their arms up and just ripping on, on Skyler because of that. And it's unfair to this kid, man. The kid busted his ass. He was put in a, the guy was put in the Willie Beeman situation. Reading the paper, go in kid. You got it. No win situation. Come on. You know what I mean? And this week, at least whether Teddy is healthy enough to go because I think he'll be activated tomorrow. Whether Teddy's healthy enough to go and they more feel more comfortable with Teddy or not, at least as of today, they were practicing and planning with Skyler being the guy. So if they go that route, Skyler's the most prepared he will be. That's why you got to plan like he's the guy unless Teddy or Tua can go because we know Teddy or Tua can run this offense. Right. But if they can't go last minute, you got to go. Well, Teddy, if Teddy can't go last minute, you go with Skyler and just prepare all week like he's so the guy. They're in South Florida, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think we're going to see a huge dose of the run game. Oh, yeah. So yeah. We're, we're I last week, too. Yeah. Put the, know, um, they, put the elements on them again. Let, let's talk about last week, too, because I do want to get into obviously the big news about Tua Tungle over here on the practice. Um, actually, you know what? Let's start off with Tua Tungle. We'll get into practice, then we'll get in the Jets game. Tua to return to practice today. Now, I, I posted this on the Patreon and under the community tab for members of Inside the NFL. Um, you know, I was hurt. I, I was told that um, there's almost no chance he plays this weekend, and it's basically they're not comfortable with the offensive line situation right now. They don't know. They're skeptical about whether Taron Armstead's even going to be able to finish this game or whether they're going to have to hold them out because we're, we all know what turf toe can be. I mean, Richmond, quickly explain turf toe, how it would affect a player of Taron Armstead's caliber before I <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's got to be pretty serious. And uh, I think my rookie year when I first came to Miami, I, I had turf toe, but not to the extent that he has – there's different degrees of injuries or whatever. And uh, I think it's from in college, we played on turf. Now it's grass field. It's never, we used to play on turf. We used to practice on turf. And um, it just kind of flared up and got irritated. But what really helped me was uh, went to a doctor down there. And I guess it's two little bones under the ball of, of your foot. This was my case, not nobody else's. And um, I guess they was just inflamed, flared. And then they sent me to get orthotics. Mm. And it took pressure off of that ball to where it could kind of, you know, and mm. I got treatment and stuff, but it made a huge difference for me. I'm not saying that's with what's going on with Tehran, because like I said, it's different mm. degrees of it and it can shut you down. And it's, you know, a, a big toe is just like a thumb mm. on your hand. If you don't yeah. have utilization of it, a lot of people don't realize it. But if I tell you to 
start doing something and not use your thumb, you'll be like, man, it's, it's, it's pretty tough. And, fo- and footwork with your base is one of the most important parts of playing the position, right? So, no yeah, 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 exactly. So anyways, I was told they're, you know, they're skeptical. Basically, I was told, to, and we saw Austin Jackson was activated off IR, I believe, a couple hours ago. We saw that they're very skeptical. You know, I, I know they're not, I know there's not rave reviews going on about Liam Eikenberg's play right now. And I know there is even, you know, everyone knows I'm a fan of the kid. I don't think there's, from what I understand, there's not overly rave reviews going on about Robert Hunt right now either too. So anyways, um, you know, I I just don't think so. You got to think about it. If they bring him back, Teron goes out, this kid gets hit again because we all saw what happens when you have to resort to Brandon Shell. Yeah. And this kid takes a hit all of a sudden, so, you know, yeah. oh, you know what I mean? So I, I, I was told almost no chance. And like I've said before, when I started reporting on, on the whole injury thing, even my own opinion was, I think we see him by the Steelers game. And I was told like, that's pretty much the target date right now. So, you know, in all fairness, I don't think that's a bad situation though, considering yeah. that they honestly and openly saying that, the play of the offensive line is not remotely where they want it to be. And um, it's not that they want to even put any of these quarterbacks out there, but if you can spare your number one guy for, for, for a bit and keep some of this unnecessary, but going to be driven by, by the NFL heat off of you, then you go that route and you fix or try to patch the line as best you can headed towards week seven. But um I think it's a smart play by them, truthfully, because I know he probably wants to get back out there. But sometimes you have to say the players from themselves. And at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is um, if the line's just not there, then it ain't going to really matter who you put back there. And you'd rather, unfortunately, you'd rather be the young guy, take the lumps and get himself acclimated to the game and figure out what he can and can't do under those circumstances as opposed to putting your number one guy out there and then, you lose him again for the rest of the season. So, you know. so right now he's in to us in stage four of the five step process of concussion protocol. First step would be symptom limited activity. Then second step air um, aerobic exercise. Third step would be football specific exercise. Fourth, where he's at now club based non-contact training, which is players reaching the fourth stage are able to start throwing, catching and running and engage in activities more specific to their position. And then the final thing, and this is where you get in the danger. And this is, this is like, if they clear him on Thursday or Friday, here's your danger. And I know he kind of talked about it today, but all of a sudden step five is full football activity clearance. And McDaniel said, there is a scenario where two, it can be cleared from protocol before Sunday, but he said he hasn't done a thing on the field for two weeks. That wouldn't be fair to the player or the team to play him. I don't feel comfortable putting him in that position. Right. Can we talk about every level in the sport where if your number one guy who knows the playbook and executes it the best, well, if you clear him, you play him. And this tells you how optics this is. I mean, let's let's be honest. This is all. Well, bro, let's say, okay, your game's on Sunday that you get ball game. Okay. Secondary coach, your son gets cleared on Friday. Your game's on Sunday. That's your starting corner, and you're now he's been uh, he's been in school at the school for two or three years. What are he's you playing. doing? He's playing. He's now, playing. If he doesn't play, it's gonna be if he gets cleared on Friday, yeah. it's optics. Two and not playing for two weeks. 
listen, a ball game, Richmond, we can all talk about that. We talked about this before on um, the finish line, the audio portion, right? Due to the new CBA, they're not out here practicing twice a day like Richmond Webb was in the 90s, all right? Like it's walkthroughs and, you know, little uh, flag football, you know? Like it's it's glorified flag football, right? Like you're not going to get up to game speed in practice right now in terms of in-game speed. You are going to get your timing and anticipation and such like that things down right now, right? So now I know it's a touchy subject. I got to ask it though. And I'm going to start with you, Richmond, former player. Two is cleared on Friday. You playing them? In 2022? No. And it's uh, based on, you know, how magnified the situation was from mm-hmm. the Buffalo and the, the Cincinnati game. Missing that. If we were playing back when I played. <laughs> Marino would be out there with bells and whistles. Right? <laughs> But I mean, I understand. So they got to be extra cautious because the thing with the way the media work, the analysts work, this and that. If he plays and makes it through, then it's okay. But if if anything happens, happens. they're gonna jump yeah. on him, and, and and then it's gonna be, you know, it was some coaches and stuff. It was yeah, it, you cleared him and you put him out opinion. there right away. Yeah, and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so, crazy it's how just, it's just crazy how we've evolved to this space where the yeah. media can complete. Go ahead. Skyler struggles the first quarter, but two is dressed because he's cleared. He going in. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Bogan. I'm just joking. Oh, just, it was just crazy how we've gotten to the point where, you know, what I mean, the media kind of can kind of sway your influence. Yeah, yeah, and as to how you play your players, because you know, at the yeah. end of the day, True. none of you guys, none of these guys on these rosters, would tell you. None of them would tell you that. If they feel if they feel they're healthy, they don't want to play. Put me in, you know? put me in, put me in. Yeah, and that's that's the crazy part about it, you know, because we're worried about they, you know, you're supposed to worry about them, but at the same time, you can't tell a guy, and this is the way he makes his money that he's not going, they're not going to be okay with just standing on the sideline when they know every game counts and they have a legitimate chance to do mm. something that this team hasn't done in a long time, right? That, that's just a, it's just already. Yeah. Sad situation, bro. Oh, you know what's a sad situation? We were three and zero, and from everything I gather, this team was prepping to be a major player at the trade deadline. And because we were going to go all in, and now we are literally staring down the barrel of five hundred. Um. Anyways, we're going to get into all that in a second. Let's start off. Let's quickly go over this Jets game. Um, forty to seventeen. Skylar Thompson, 19 of 33, 166, and an interception. Zach Wilson, 14 of 21 for 210. Brees Hall, story of the game. He had 197 all-purpose yards. The Jets had 324 all-purpose yards. The last two scores for me, they're just pile-long scores. I don't really count them. You know what I mean? I I think in terms of where we were, the game was 19-17 to me. And and I'm going to leave it at that in my mind because that's where – we felt that's that's where things shifted as a as you know as a result of our guys. Well, they added really, three more scores, my friend. Well, but we, 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 yeah, but what I'm saying <laughs> though is like we just really didn't at that point have anything left in the tank. The defense was depleted. You know, what I mean they, they they really just gave out of gas, and from there we made mistakes and did things that were very uncharacteristic, and they capitalized on. You know, well, so, not really uncharacteristic is a seventh round draft pick, and the O line let him down on. You know, and he was frantic in the pocket. I mean, holding the ball too long led to that fumble right after they made it 26 
Um, Bumble, right? The pick, yeah. I don't blame him. No, the play, pick, I do not blame him because his arm got hit. Now, right. the fumble is a different conversation right. because you right. saw multiple times where he was indecisive. You know, he really, the only really window he anticipated all game was that seam throw to Gasecki for 30 yards in the fourth quarter on the final drive. Other than that, he wasn't really anticipating windows against the Jets. He looked like, well he looked like Hammer, Hammer, Hammer. I, yeah. know, I had to do the dance. He was in the time. pants up and he's like dancing around the block. Yeah. Where to go, bro? This guy's got his. Aladdin pants on, don't know where to go, bro. Oh, Scott, yelling at the get rid of the ball. Yeah, oh man, man, I am tame on screen. I tell you, like, uh, I'd be yelling my face off. Like, how old is it, man? He was having, I thought he was gonna blow a gasket, bro. Man, relax, bro. He was like, you gotta get rid of that ball. I was like, I know, but he's a rookie. Mm. But let, let's talk about this for a sec. Uh, you talked right. mentioned the defense and offensive guy mentioned the defense ball game. How do you feel about Richmond Webb? Anyways, hey, beef, beef, beef. Let's go. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the real thing. Did we get beat by the Jets or did we get beat by Brees Hall, who Brees I guess Hall. had 197 of their 324 total yards? Yeah, Brees All Hall. right. Like he had 79 on one catch of Zach Wilson's 210 and Zach Wilson just had to throw the ball 19 yards up the left sideline on like a wheel route. Like, come on wide open. Um, yeah, your guys overall thoughts of the game. Um, listen, <clears throat> you know, we got out possessed by like, um, they, they're on the field for 30 minutes and 58 seconds. We were on the field for like 29.02, and, um, really overall, we only allowed 322 yards, but that third quarter, we allowed 21 points and really guys, we can pin it back to two plays. Mm-hmm. Skylar Thompson, not putting the proper amount of touch and ripping it to Tanner Connor on that seam throw. Tanner Connor still should have made the catch, but he dropped it. Then that lead. Yeah, I know. Then. We get the five, we get a five yard little screen to waddle. So instead of being at about their 25, we got to go out and trot out there now on fourth down and kick a 54-yard field goal. Jason, Jason Sanders, the most overpaid individual when the game calls for a field goal of 50-plus yards or more, trots out, and he decides he's going to shank it like, I don't know, it's a lamb on Christmas dinner, and <laughs> boom, he blows it. They turn around. Next play, Zach Wilson, very next play now. They got it from what our 40 very next play. Boom. Right inside the 35 to Corey Davis. They're in field goal range. They ended up turning it into a touchdown 26, 17. Then the fumble comes on our very next possession. First play. They score on that. And before you blink, it's 33, 17. And we're losing to the sorry sack jets. And uh, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough to it's tough. Because we're five and zero without Tua. With with, with Tua, we're five with and zero. With sorry, with Tua, we're five and zero with Tua right now. Easy. I think we even win that game with Teddy. Oh, anyways, go boys. Your thoughts? That's problem, man. I mean, I think at this point right now, right? I I have to tell I have to tell myself that this is this is still a part of the trials that this team has to go through in terms of figuring out exactly what they're made of. So um, I'd rather have the injury bugs early. I'd rather have to deal with all of this foolishness that we're dealing with now as opposed to later in the season. All they got to do is be able to galvanize themselves and become stay stay together. 
But the problem is that the guy that they all rally to and the guy that they all have become to love is not the guy that's getting back there. They're not the guy right there calling the calling the shots right now. And that's yeah. the problem. Well, the ball game. You know what? You know what? Jet fans and Bill fans and Patriot fans and Raven fans are saying to us, oh, well, you weren't complaining when you beat the Ravens and the Bills and they were injured. And you know what I say to them? Yeah, were they missing Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen? Right. You didn't, yeah, you weren't missing. You weren't like, missing. Listen, I think we could have won that game without X and Byron if we had Tua. Yeah. Sorry. The, the, the Josh Allen's winning game without Davis White. Facts. I'm just and, saying, like it's and different, for you, man. And hide. He's he, uh, yeah. he's doing it without yeah. them. So yeah, yeah, bro, dude. The thing is, you know, <laughs> you're learning right now. Two is the heartbeat of that offense. Right. Like you can have all the nice weapons and all the shiny toys, but if you don't know how to properly distribute the football to them, yeah. what good are they? They're just shiny, fancy things that look nice. Anyways, Richmond, your feelings on um the Jets game before yeah. we move on? Yeah. Here? I, I, I kind of agree with both of you guys. Yeah, I, I think uh, like ball game said, and even you said, I, I think the the momentum definitely swung when we missed that field goal. Um, yeah. And it kind of went downhill from there. Um, I do agree that, you know, like you said, if we had Teddy. I think we, we have a much better chance. I think we possibly win a game as well. Yeah. But I, I think what I think a lot of fans need to understand is and when it's a difference between a starter and the backup and on rare occasions, some teams will be loaded at a certain position for, for whatever reason. But yeah. most of the time, if you lose your starter, not saying the guy's not capable of going out there performing, but it's normally a huge drop off between the starter and the backup. And that's the reason they're backups. And some guys exactly. just need a little bit more time to develop a couple of years. It's not like, like you said, they're beating up on Skyler. Well, like you said, nobody shows anything in the preseason. He went out and executed against guys that were either not on teams or very few free agents. So he did what he was supposed to do, but he still has a learning curve to where he's not where a Teddy Bridgewater, you know, a two is. But people just look at it and say, okay, you get in the game, you're a professional athlete, and you should go out there. And when you don't meet their level of expectations, then they just say, well, your bus, or they just start riding out, and that's not the case. No, it's it's a learning curve, no matter what you do, and, and um, you got to yeah. be realistic. And I think most people are not realistic. I think the other reason is is they saw how well we started out hot, and it dropped two in a row. People in the back of their mind, like, oh man, I don't want to go back yeah. to the same. But it's it's due to injuries. It's not due to us not playing well and 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 so I just like you said you gotta kind of weather the storm like balking. We got the injuries early, but once we start getting these guys back and we're full strength, we're in a much better position than being like 0 and five right now and having to fight so hard yeah. in the second Even half. Two and three. Yeah, yeah, I agree. People, but I gotta defend our defense for a sec here because people are yeah. going off on our defense and I gotta say this, okay? Let me let me just throw some stuff at y'all. They only allowed five points in the first quarter, they allowed zero points in the third quarter. They allowed, so they allowed 19 points through the first three quarters and zero points in the third quarter alone. Okay. The wheels fell off. We can agree in the fourth yeah. quarter, but let's explain why the wheels fell off. Okay. We missed that 54 yard field goal, right? There's 13, 19 left in the fourth. They yeah. now get the ball. 
Okay. They score a touchdown. We put them, they only had to go 56 yards to score a touchdown, I believe. So we put them at like our own 45, basically. Right. So, so great field position, even get points, no matter what. Then we get the ball back to make something happen. First play delay of game. All right. Second play Skylar Thompson, Carl Lawson strips them on the sack fumble. And it is now recovered and brought down to the Miami five-yard line. And, they're okay. right back out there. and then they, they're right back out there, and they score a touchdown. And we even – remember, people forget they score a touchdown, but we had a penalty on the touchdown. Remember, Raekwon was going to get called for another face pass. And they put it on the end of the, the kickoff, right? So the offense goes back out there. Now it's 33-17. Offense gets the ball with 9.08 left. What happens? Three and out. Three and out, and remember, it was the it was where we got to a, a third and one situation. We gave it to Gaskin, no gain. Then we tried, um, we tried Moser to the right side, and he lost the four yards. Oh, four yards. Right, and then they got the ball on downs, and where did they get the ball, guys? They got the ball at the Miami thirty. They only had to go thirty yards to score another touchdown. I mean, dude, the uh, the defense was held out to dry in the fourth quarter. Let's call it spade a spade here. And why this Sanders miss means so much is for a couple of reasons. Now, the Jets are down twenty nineteen to a third string quarterback. Yeah, and, I, and, and I don't know, ask Richmond, but I'm going to take a wild guess in the NFL game that ain't good for morale. Okay, number number two. All right. You got to play different too. Now we're ki- exactly. Hold on, that's 3. Okay. Number 2, we're kicking off and pinning them back on their own 25 now if if it's a touchback. All right? So they're not starting at at their own 45. So that's the difference. You're taking off those 20 yards. Number 3, they are behind by a point now. Now Zach has to throw the football. You know what's coming at you a little bit. Sure, they've had success with Brees, but you know they're going to try and push the ball because other than a few explosive plays there, there and there, we had actually been decent against the run. Right. So, yeah, it changes the whole complexion. You know, it changes the whole complexion of the game, bro. Exactly. So, you know, that that's like it just that field goal that Sanders missed and the Tanner Connor drop. You know, they, they bit us in the in the butt a little bit. But let's talk about something that happened early on the game. Quickly, your guys' thoughts on the whole Teddy being taken out and the spotter incident. Because, I mean, you guys saw local stations were putting out video of him not stumbling, giving thumbs up twice. I mean, did, was this guy a Jets fan? Like, I, and I'm just saying, hey, I don't know. Like, are these, spotters, that question, are these spotters local? I've yeah. just got to ask that. Are these spotters like if are we gonna have Miami spotters saying if other players stumbled? Like, are these I I want to know are these guys local? Are they traveling? <laughs> well, what's going on here, bro? They got binoculars and this guy misses this. Yeah, and that ended up co- that it's- ended up costing us the game. Now Tyler, now Skyler's thrown to the wolves instead of being prepared. I mean, it's it's a it's a viable question. I think it's a I think it's a reasonable question when you take into consideration how big of a shift that was in terms of what we had planned yeah and how that took us completely out of that game plan so yeah um i would hope without a shout without it was somebody independent of both but you never know yeah you never know you know what i mean that's that's really what it comes down to you know what i mean the nfl has got mr known. magoo out here as a spotter bro <laughs> yeah 
And he's looking mm-hmm. at the dude stumbling down the he looking Stevie at the dude Wonder out here the spotter. Getting the uh, getting his beers <laughs> and stumbling down to his seat thinking <laughs> his teddy, you know what I mean? You never know. Yeah, bro. you but never know. It's screwed up, man. Um what were your thoughts on that, Richmond? The whole Teddy, the spotter thing? Because I know you've seen the videos and no one can find any evidence of him stumbling. And even when you guys watched the broadcast, I was wondering, why was Teddy? Remember they showed Teddy walking and he was shaking his head, looking back at the field? And I was wondering, what's he shaking his head about? You know, it wasn't just shaking a cobwebs. He looked like bothered by something like, you know, and, and obviously now we know what it is. What were your thoughts on it, Richmond? Because now teams are going to have to quarter, carry four or five quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know? that, yeah, it, it's, like I said, I, I think when he went down, I, I think he was probably okay to come back, but it's just they're, gonna, they're on the side of caution. I mean, especially when you lost one. It's just, they just say, hey man, we just got to take this one on the gym. And I, I think they said it was Cedric Wilson if something happened to Skyler. Yeah. He was going to be the next guy. Let's up. go, so baby. It's like, and they start talking about, oh, he played quarterback in uh, go from, high school. Go from college. Teddy to Seti, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I already I, I just say man hopefully we can make it through and we don't lose another quarterback because I'm telling you it was just it was just odd that day competition because Tom should be sitting down too then oh yeah 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 they're out here Tom should this guy's drawing too. flags for people not putting pillows down for him it's ridiculous but, well, I, I don't I don't I don't control the refs bullshit yeah can we talk about um now for a second how lackluster has Chase Edmonds been? I mean, let me read off his lines. Let's start off with New England, just rushing the football. 12 attempts for 25 yards week one. Five attempts for 33 yards week two. Six attempts for 21 yards and two touchdowns week three. Five attempts for six yards week four. Um, One attempt for one yard Last week. Now, he was supposed to be this receiving guy. Week one starts off, four receptions, 40 yards. Week two, one reception for eight yards. Week three, one reception for six yards. Week four, two receptions for 14 yards and a touchdown. Week five, nilch, nada, zero. And we can talk about the drops because we've seen, done seen drops. Whether it's Skyler or Tua, don't matter. He's dropping them like it's dropping it like it's hot, like his name's Pharrell or Snoop Dogg. What 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 are your overall thoughts on this guy who just got paid ten million? Of what he's getting like almost five million a year, right? And what is it like five five and a half a year? Well, I mean, speak about lackluster. I mean, geez, Raheem Mozart's running away with the job. Miles Gaskin gave us more life backing up Raheem Mozart than than Chase Edmonds has really given us since week one. Your guys' overall thought on the lackluster play of Chase Edmonds thus far, who everyone thought would, you know, kind of take that number one role and Raheem, Raheem the dream Mostert would actually be backing him up. What were your guys' thoughts on, on how he's been? For, for me, I, I, I think the thing is – the drop balls. I think mm. that's what's drawn. Not that he, he hadn't got the running game going like we expected, but I think it's just key drops in, mm. in positions that that's what's in, in etched in people's memory. And, and when you start talking about it, the first thing I thought about was we were playing, I think, Cincinnati, and he dropped that, that touchdown we had to. So when you drop plays, you know, important catches like that, that's where you need to be clutch. And if you make those catches – but it's a couple more where he's dropped where it continue to be a um, 
first down or whatever. And so now when you don't make those catches, people start really looking at your whole body of work so far. And then you'd be like, oh, man, it ain't it. If he make those catches, even it, people would, I think people wouldn't be so rough and say, okay, well, yeah, he ain't got the running game going, but he's made some clutch catches mm-hmm. to keep the keep the drive moving and this and that. And I, I think that's what sticks out. So yeah, I'm hoping he kind of gets on track because, you know, normally you pay a guy like that, it's based on what he's done previously and not what he's doing right now. So I'm, I'm just hoping mm-hmm. he kind of settles down and starts catching the ball and start being way more productive because we definitely can use it. I think overall, bro, like, you just got to show up, man. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. You Get off the bus. Yeah. yeah. You had all this time with most of um, rehabbing and not there to get yourself acclimated. And you got these guys trusting you. And then when they need you the most, you let them down. You consistently, week in, week out, let them down. You haven't showed up. And none of what you showed that made us even decide to bring you in You've showcased, and it just, to me, it's just really a lack of being a professional. I mean, I don't, you know, we can fault the offensive line for some things when we stay on them all the time, but the stuff that he's done, that's individual. Like, those balls have been there. You got to catch them, and he didn't do it, man, and it just really and truthfully just don't make no sense. So, for me, um, I'm going to give him the, you know, I'm I'm, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm always – trying to give players benefit of the doubt, but when you doing things that are just so glaring that it's really killing the momentum, like yeah. we need you, right? And when we need he's, he you. He clearly got benched in that second half too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah. And, we, and when I'm sitting out there, I'm like, man, just put Gaskins in the game. You know, <laughs> you know, it's bad when I'm asking for miles Gaskins to be in the game. Cause I but he proved like, he worked, man. He, yeah. he did some good things. Right. So it's like, yeah. yeah I'm so disappointed in him right now, man. So I got to ask you guys, and this wasn't in your pre-show notes, two losses in a row. Now we've seen him deal with in-game adversity. Now we're going to see how McDaniel handles some real adversity because now we've lost two games in a row. Things aren't all hunky-dory. The honeymoon is over. Your guys' thoughts on how you foresee Mike McDaniel handling this adversity you know, not just this week, but long term, because you know, this game, hey, four and two is a lot different than three and three. It, it is. It is different. Um, I think the the good thing, in a way, is the majority of the core guys that's on this team have seen way worse than four and two, three and three, especially at the beginning of the season. So, um, and I, I think the other benefit was if we were three and three. And Tua was a starter. We had everybody healthy, and his offense and everything was showing that one week it looks like it's, you know, the best thing since sliced bread, and the next week you'd be like, where is it? So I I think the thing you got to really focus on and reflect back and say, okay, why haven't we been as productive as we haven't? And a lot of it's injuries. So like you said, you know, we we already know we get Tua back. I'm sure – Jalen and uh, Tyreek are like, man. Bro, you bro, know Jalen Waddle's <laughs> waiting for that return, eh? He's been a lost guy there right now. Bro, yeah. everyone, I someone said, yo, I want to hit yeah. y'all with some knowledge today. Someone said to me, everyone tried to tell us that Jalen Waddle was to a security blanket. Maybe all along, Tua was Jalen Waddle's security blanket. 
Well, they work. They work together. They're college teammates, and and well, remember and, last year with Brissett, he was only averaging about forty some odd yards, like 42, 44 yards per game. Tua comes back, and he was averaging over eighty yards a game. Yeah, and and, and then you think about it. I don't care who you are. You want to make plays when you're a playmaker, and if you get somebody getting you the ball, and you've seen it from just um, other guys, they want to eat. Whether it's a running back. If he's feeling it, he's getting it. A receiver, they get somebody feeding him. Hey, keep feeding me the ball because I'm feeling it. This and that. You're helping the team, but you're also competitive. And say, okay, well, if I've been averaging 80, 100 yards receiving, if I can keep this thing going, it helps the team. But at the same time, you get to showcase your talent to everybody in the league. So, man, when you play Miami, you, you ain't just got to worry about Tyreek Hill. You got to worry about Waddle. You got to worry about Kaseki. They, they loaded over there. So, man, we got our work cut out for us. So, um, like I said, once you get a taste of that, you, you want to keep eating. And I know they're hungry, so I know they can't wait for Tua to get back. For sure. Um. All right. I got to ask this before we get into the Jet stuff. Austin Jackson returns. Is Greg Little going to the bench for you, or is it Liam Eichenberg? I vote Eichenberg. Eichenberg. Eichenberg for me. Like. Anytime you listen, bro. Anytime you getting put, dude is putting you on his forearm and he's walking you to the chest of the quarterback. Yeah, you ain't ready. Like that happened a lot, bro. He was getting yeah. demolished, man. And yeah. Listen, I don't. I like the kid, but I, you know, I said it all along. He, some of these kids just are not functionally strong enough to deal with these grown ass men yeah. that they're dealing with, and that showed again on Sunday. He was bullied, bro. From from the beginning to the end, he got bullied. And to spare him and to save him, sometimes you got to go ahead and sit him so that he can watch a little more and get functionally stronger just naturally and dedicate himself this whole entire season to watching and hitting the weights because he ain't there at all. It's yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. The, that anchor is just not there, bro. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Richmond? Uh, are you putting Little to the bed? Because Little's been struggling mightily since that hand injury happened too. So who are you putting to the bench? Eichenberg, because, I mean, I don't know if you remember that play, Richmond. I actually forgot to send you. I was going to. There was a play, I don't know if you remember, where Skyler took that really big hit and he was, like, he, he was on it, you know, he was he was basically laying face down. And that was all because Eichenberg was late, you know. He was fan blocking, head on a swivel, and he just didn't pick up Jonathan. He went to hit. He just lunged and he whiffed on Jonathan Franklin Myers. It came up the middle. It was brutal. Um, you know, what are your thoughts? Um, uh, Austin Jackson comes back. Are you putting him at left guard in between hopefully a healthy Taron Armstead and Connor Williams or when taking Eichenberg out, or are you putting him back at right tackle and sending little back to the bench? Well, I think the thing is, I kind of agree. You want to put the best five out there. So I agree with what y'all saying, but the other thing you just said was hopefully, and I just don't know. If Teron Armstead isn't able to play a full game, then you got to take that into consideration as well. So, um, I mean, we count on eggshells with the offensive line. Um, but if everybody's willing to play, I think that would make sense is, you know, the guy that's performing the worst should be the guy to sit down and you put somebody in there to kind of solidify that front five because it makes a huge difference. Um, I think Jackson has – probably a little bit better anchor than Eichenberg to snap and um, 
like I said, if you can't play him at right tackle, put him at guard or whatever, and let's keep rolling. But the, the thing I do know is after losing two quarterbacks, we definitely need to have the best five out there to protect, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of who's back there. So um, definitely want to see Jackson in the lineup. I'm just hoping to run can kind of, you know, hopefully his toe is feeling much better. He can, you know, get back to playing because we definitely need him. Ball game. Yes, sir. Vikings game this weekend. Does this defense have a realistic chance of shutting down Cousins, Jefferson, Thielen, and Dalvin Cook? They're the 10th best total offense average, about 361 points per game. Uh, sorry, 361 yards per game. Um, they're the eighth best passing offense. They average about 259.2 um, yards per game, whereas, I mean, our passing offense right now is allowing about 276.8, best for 28th in the NFL. Um, we're also allowing about 386.8 yards per game, about 27, 25 yards more than they're actually gaining as an offense in their ranked 10th. Um, their rushing offense is 21st. They're only averaging about 101.8 yards per game. And our rushing defense is actually 13th. It's long about 110 a game. Um, and, you know, they're really good on seven on, on third down. They got the seventh best third down conversion rate at 42.9%. Overall, like, I mean, you know, X says he's going to play this weekend. Um, you know, they got weapons on weapons on weapons. Are you confident? with what you've seen in the first five weeks that we can slow this offense down? I think the, I think, I think what it comes down to, bro, is, is for me is how um, effective we can be still up front, right? They're a play-action team, right? The Vikings are old-school, pound, pound, play-action, pound, 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 play-action. You see what I'm saying? So if we can stop Cook in the first and second downs and put Cousins into a space where we can actually do some – Unique stuff coverage wise against um, Thielen is the first down. He's a, he's the first down guru. Jefferson is the guy that hurts you. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't know. I I, I don't know. A, a banged up X against that guy is just not a good matchup. And I don't really think at this point right now, based on how well they are about executing what they do best, if, you know, us being 100% healthy doesn't help us at all. And that scares me because, um, in theory, defensively, they're not bad either. You know, they're going to get after you with that front four. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They're going to do some creative stuff there. Um, yeah. Can we do it? There's always a chance because we have the elements. You there. expect them to do it? Uh, no, I don't. I had us, I had us losing this game, actually. Yeah. And this was definitely well. This was one of the games I had us losing just because of the fact that I know that that first five was so brutal, and I was hoping that we come out of this, you know, a little bit healthier. But the fact that we're not as healthy as I want us to be, I don't, I don't see how we can pull this off. You know, if they Skyler comes and pull this off, I'm gonna be very, I'll be extremely surprised because that's a good. The the Vikings are the Jekyll and Hyde of the of the NFL, in my opinion. Man, they can they can play with the best of the teams. And they can also play down to the competition and play with the worst of them. And, you know, they're eight and eight, nine and eight, whatever the case may be. They have all the talent in the world to be a 12 win team, but they sometimes get in front of themselves. But right now, as of late, they've been very, very good about executing. And they seemed a little bit more driven with this new head coach they have. So um, that's the, 
that's the thing that bugs me is that I don't know enough about that guy mm. to be able to say what this team will do because it's unorthodox. And, you know, with Zim, when, what was it, Zimmer? He was a coach, right? Mm-hmm. When he was yeah. there, they were predictable. You knew what was coming. There was no real razzle-dazzle to it. It was going to be, you know, cook left, cook right, you yeah. know, um, play action to the tight end or to the long ball. But, you know, this guy's got a lot of stuff in his trick in his bag, man. And we banged up, bro. So I don't know. I don't think I don't th- I don't think we'll have enough to be able to to we'll slow him down in the first, you know, for the elements. Mm. The elements yep. got and I don't know what the weather's looking like, but you know, either way, we gotta be out there in it. They gotta be out there in it. I hope for the best, you know. But yep. I, I just don't think we got enough for them, to be honest with you. Richmond is with Austin Jackson healthy. Is Connor Williams back to left guard, Dieter back to center, Jackson to right tackle, Armstead to left tackle, and Robert Hunt at right guard? Is that our best available option? That, that is an option. I don't know if that's the best option. And I guess my question would be with Eichenberg struggling like he has. Why hadn't they tried that before? Because we could yeah. already have. So, what's what's the hesitation of them not pulling the trigger? This do you think there might be some politics involved because of they used a third round pick and they traded yeah. an extra third round pick to move up and get him? Yeah, it could be a lot of time that plays that plays in in the part of whatever. Factors, yeah, yeah, it always factors up. Boys, happy. I got I, yeah. I got to ask you this, okay? Yeah. Do we Skyler? They announced basically that they're prepping. Skyler's going to be starting. Skyler, whatever we're going. Do you guys think we stand a chance winning this game without Tua Tungvaloa or Teddy Bridgewater as the starting quarterback? Nope. Like I expect an improvement in Skyler's game because he'll have a full week. They'll find out what he's comfortable doing, et cetera, et cetera, and they'll game plan and install around him. But do you guys really, really feel comfortable with? a second start going against, you know, an offense on the other side where, you know, given how, how beat up our defense is right now, they could be explosive at any moment given the talent they have over there. I mean, we saw what Brees Hall just did to us. Imagine what Dalvin Cook could do. And, hey, I'm a Brees Hall guy. He was my number one running back in this draft. Do you think we guys even stand a remote chance with Skylar Thompson as a starting quarterback? Because I'm going to say this. I think we stand somewhat of a chance, and I'll give you why. We were in that game. I have a puncher's chance. We were, yeah, we were in that game where he barely, he wasn't doing very much, and we were a field goal away from putting the Jets back up against the wall in the fourth quarter there. So, given you're going to have a week to prepare with Skyler and, and game plan and install, I will say that I think we have a chance. But I think I will add this caveat: our chances vastly improve if it's Teddy or. Or or Tua, what are, what are you guys' thoughts on the situation? I, I think I think we agree with you on that. I, I think the the key is is if we can limit their big plays and if we mm. play a bend don't break type of defense because, like you said, uh, they got playmakers over there. Cousins, you got Jefferson, so they got big playability, and with both corners being out. You know that 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 that's some reason for concern. So I, I think, like you said, and then you playing Kirk Cousins, a seasoned quarterback, versus you know Skyler, which is this will be 
really his first start because he, you know, you guess you can count last week, but you know, he wasn't prepared. But we know, like I say, he's got some he's got some growing pains to do. And um I think like you said, if we get the running game, the better we the more efficient we can run the football, it limits, you know, that plays the time of possession, but um it takes pressure off of him where he doesn't have to be in a position where he's got to drop back all the time, throw, 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 throw. And uh, if we can get that going, that definitely helps. It's not going to be an easy game, but the, the thing, if we can play a bend, don't break and force them to settle for a field goal every nine here and there, instead of, you know, getting that touchdown, I, I think we got a chance to win, but yeah, we just, it's not impossible, but it's going to be tough. I think. I don't have an answer from Daniel Hunter. That defense alone will be a problem. Like that corners don't scare me. Like they got old Pat Pete and um. I like Pete. the I like Harrison Smith and the, they got Cameron Dantzler who they drafted uh yeah. what last year. Yeah. Um, Booth my, is hurt. My cousin, um, but I like I like their uh, buddy. I like I like their linebacking core with Hicks, Kendricks, and and Zadarius Smith. They got a really good linebacking core too. Patrick Jones, my cousin, he plays up there too. He got a lot of rep. He got a lot of play too now. But, yeah. Um, From Pitt, right? Yeah, we just banged remember up. I liked him, right? Yeah, yeah, we just banged up at the wrong time, man. It's, but I, you know, I didn't have us winning this game, so this no, was one of the ones. Yeah, I thought that like that gauntlet was too, like we we'd win and come through it, but then they'd be standing there at the end of it. And then, like, the green patches opens up in the middle of the schedule and be like, okay, we can get through these. We're going to need to run the football this week. You need Raheem the Dream to take this game over and just put the game on his back. And if you're going to stand a chance with Skyler, Raheem needs to lead the way, bro. And then it's Skyler, feed Waddle, feed Tyreek. You can't go wrong targeting those two guys, man. You literally can't. Um, Hopefully they worked on their timing this week. But I I really think it's going to be key that that run game gets going this week for us to stand a real, real chance at winning this ball game. I, I really, I really do. Um, so what are you guys final thoughts and predictions? I have us, I'll, I'll save my score prediction for Friday on inside the NFL, but I mean, I actually don't know. I, I'm actually going to wait till Friday and see how everything plays out. I'm torn right now. I, you know, like, cause I think if Teddy or Tua come back, we have a chance and play it. What's what's sorry? What'd you say? Sorry. Do we know to spray it. Um, let me look. I know there were fav- oh, clear favorites heading into this week. It's only three and a half for the Vikings. Uh, I don't know, man. I just don't think we're gonna win, but I don't know about a score. Like, it's it's too many unknowns. Like you say, yeah. you figure yeah. Skyler's plan. You just it's you don't know if Armstead is. It's a lot, so it's hard to kind of. Because you guys even, both agreed to, with me. If Teddy's cleared tomorrow, since we've only practiced for one day, you both agreed to me. You're rolling with Teddy. Yeah, I would. I believe, and I think we could win with Teddy. Yeah, but I just, I mean, historically, I just don't know. I don't have that much faith in a rookie to be able to go in and deal with what's coming at him. It's a home game. Huh? That, that's the good thing. It is a home, a home game. game. Yeah, it is yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> don't you? They don't, they not, they don't want to beat by no rookie quarterback either. So you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you guys both have us losing, basically, right? 
No, I'm pulling for the Dolphins. I'm oh, here we go. <laughs> Buddy, if you can follow Richmond's webs uh, you know, predictions over the last – Buddy, for the last two years, we, we've had a perfect record, according to Richmond Webb. We're Super Bowl champions in Richmond's heart. Uh, I, 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 it's my oh, heart. I gotta hear it, this. It go, go, it's go. Yeah, heart, you know, so it's, it's gotta heart. be gotta, your heart because it moves your head. I gotta, ride, I gotta ride with the boys, man. I just, you know, I just, man, I, I hope they surprise the hell out of y'all, and then y'all be telling me next week, man. Oh, yeah, 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 you oh, yeah. you're just gonna say they win every week and then brag when they actually do win, but when they don't win, you're gonna be quieter than the church mouse. I'm going all in next week. If they win, I'm going all the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, y'all would be bad at me. You're gonna forget. You're gonna forget this conversation ever. You're probably right. You're probably right. <laughs> oh, you can't fool me. Um, all right, guys. Um, I'm going to be live on YouTube Friday night on Finside the NFL to fully preview this game, go in the matchup to watch. Keys to victory for the offensive and defensive side. Do a little bit more of a deep dive into the preview of the Vikings and Dolphins. Um, and then the game this weekend. Sunday, I will also be on live on live on Finside the NFL, live reacting to it for everyone to see. So, listen, if you're listening to us on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, go come check us out on um, YouTube as well. Um, you know, I, I just uh, hey, it, it's let's get this W. I don't know what else to say. We need this. This is such a must win. It's unbelievable. Such a must win. All right, guys. I will see all y'all on Friday night on Finside the NFL on YouTube. Until next time, guys, we will see you right back here at the finish line. Hopefully, we will be talking about a W. Team, green screen, out. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.